Hey everyone, my name is Joseph and welcome to a Thinking About video. So recently I've been thinking about Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So without the bat, let me be transparent. I did not play the game myself, although I am planning on playing the game. Uh, I'm the type of gamer that I don't purchase games until they go on sale. <laughs> the only time I do buy games the day on day one is for like limited editions. And the only limited editions that I buy is for The Legend of Heroes. So Trials of Code Steel. Um, the Crossbow Duology, Charles of the Sky. That's essentially just it. All my other games, I wait until they go on sale, and then I purchase them. With that being said, though, I was a big fan of Jedi Fallen Order, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and I knew that I couldn't wait and avoid spoilers until the uh, Jedi Survivor went on sale, which, let's face it, it's probably going to take, where are we, in April, maybe three, four months. For sure, by holiday, t holiday time, I'm sure it'll be, a really great price but I just didn't want to wait for that long and thankfully I was able to view the cutscenes as a movie format so give and take it's about two hours and 53 minutes around that time frame and so that's what I engaged with unfortunately I'm not going to be talking about the gameplay I'm not going to be talking about the technical issues I do I am aware that for PC players and for uh, and to a minor component console players as well there's been a lot of technical issues I'm going to be talking about the story and um, so I'm going to begin with my own misconceptions and the way that I feel that the game addressed that in a really cool way, organically. So when I first saw the trailer for Jedi Survivor, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit concerned just because I recognized that a lot of the cast, a lot of the crew was not present. So Seer, Grease, Marin, the only characters who were present from the first game was Cal Kestis, which is awesome, of course, right? Great character, great protagonist. I really do enjoy him. Uh, and BD-1, great astromech droid. Probably my favorite astromech droid outside of... Um, oh my goodness. I forgot his name, but... Uh, Red from Andor? Oh no, really quickly. I want to look up his name because I, I do like... I think he's very cute. I think he's very adorable. <laughs> B2EMO, Red... Uh, a red rusty astromech droid. I don't know why I read that description. So excuse me, B2. I haven't uh, appreciated a new Star Wars astromech away from R2-D2 uh, since um, uh, B2. Uh, oh my goodness. Now I'm getting my astromech names confused. Um, BD1. <laughs> of course, once I... As I'm typing it, I remembered then once I clicked enter that. Anywho, sorry about that, everyone. I do appreciate your patience. But again, to reiterate, I haven't appreciated a, a astromech droid since B2 and BD1. BD1 came out first, Jedi Fallen Order, and I, I liked, really liked Andor. That's to say, I'm not a big fan of BB-8, honestly. I, <laughs> I think his design is very boring. It's not a coincidence that his design came out the same year that the World Cup was in play. And BB-8's aesthetically just a soccer ball with the head on top of it anywho we're not here to discuss that though um so who's only present for jedi survivor it's just cal kestis and bd1 and i was confused about that because i was really hoping that the sequel was going to be focusing on the crew as a whole because i think jedi uh, jedi fallen order did a great job of really fleshing out cal kestis character and his relationship with the rest of the crew as well as relationship in terms of uh, both romantic and non-romantic uh um ways and so when this game 
was releasing was being released and I continued seeing the promotional material I kept noticing that the, the the main cast was not present and that they concerned me but lo and behold that was just part of the story and I think that's really awesome so obviously it's going to be spoilers because I do want to talk about the story so just be aware about that but the game um, begins with Cal Kestis acknowledging that he's now alone and as he goes back to reconnect with the previous um, crew members he tells them directly that he thought that they stopped fighting because they just essentially wanted to give up. They were tired of fighting against the Empire. And who can't really blame them that was the case, right? Because as the game establishes right at the start, despite Cal fighting so vigilantly against the Empire and doing it with other individuals too, he's not making much of a dent. If you discover some intel where it's stated and he himself states that despite their efforts, they're not slowing the Empire down. So again, who can blame Grease, Sierra Marin if they wanted to do something different and they wanted to stop fighting the Empire? Well, lo and behold, as it turns out, they never did stop fighting the Empire. They were just fighting the Empire in a different kind of manner, a different way. So first we'll start with Gear, or excuse me, Grease. <laughs> we'll start with uh, combine Seer and his name. <laughs> we'll start with Grease. But superficially, it might look like he was the most selfish out of the cast, out of the crew, because he made the choice to open a saloon and essentially make money for himself, right? Well, that's just superficially. When, it, when, when one digs deeper into the uh, situation, they'll discover that Grease has become a, uh, uh, has become a positive fixture of the community, not just old individuals, when I say old, not just uh, old relationships recognize Greece, but those, so do the new people who live within this community. What does it say about Greece's character? That he didn't just isolate himself, he made the choice to make connections, and the fact that he, when Bode, Bode comes looking for um, Cal, Kessis to reconnect with him, we see that Greece is trying to protect Cal, saying he's no one's been here by that name. We can't help but wonder, we being the player, uh, well, I can't help but wonder how often Grease has done something like this against stormtroopers. More than likely minor Imperial uh, agents. He's probably not dealing with Inquisitors or Vader or, uh, you know, those individuals like Tarkin, the, the individuals who wear those those gray outfits with the, <laughs> right? Um, he's dealing more than likely with foot soldiers. But again, he's providing a positive service for the community in terms of his, well, his business but also in looking out for the community. That's awesome. Moving on to, and then the fact that Grease is able to join with Cal Kestis is because Cal said, I need your piloting skills. Um, and Grease says, do you really mean that? Or are you just saying that essentially? I'm paraphrasing. And Cal says, it's true. That again tells us that he never stopped fighting because he was tired. He just wanted to do something different. And he's willing to go back into the quote-unquote action because he knows that that's where he's needed the most. Very cool. I really appreciate that. Moving on to, okay, so we're going to save Seer for last because I think she was the most impressive. So Marin is next. Again, like with Greek, with, uh, <laughs> like with Grease, it looks like she may have been a little bit selfish, right? She explains to Cal that the reason why she needed to be on her own was essentially to discover herself. And this makes a lot of sense, right? Let's think critically about this. She lost her parents at a young age. She was uh, part of a society and a culture that was essentially almost run out, right? She's a night sister. When I've seen Clone Wars and <laughs> you know what occurred with those individuals. And she was essentially isolated. She was a villain in the first game, but a villain who was converted because of, well, relationships, of friendships that was established, that was made with Cal, BD-1, 
grease, and sear. And so her leaving the mantis was not her way of wanting to, uh, 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 well, just to focus on herself. She was focusing on herself because she didn't know who she was. How can she help Cal? How can she help her other friends? And she doesn't even know who she is as an individual, right? So she needed to discover who she was. And what she did, did she make the choice to abandon Seer? Did she make the choice to go away and do something on her own? No, she made the choice to stay with Seer and create, help create the hidden path and help those who are being prosecuted by the Empire. Again, just really awesome. She didn't stop fighting. She just needed to discover herself to fight better. Quote, unquote, fight. Because when I'm saying fight here, she was obviously not fighting the way that Cal Kestis was, but more in a... Um, to assist Seer. But with that being said, she did have a reputation of the planet that they were on, Jeddah. Uh, I believe they called her the... Uh, Oh, I can't remember the nickname, but the, the, the dust shadow, the sand shadow, something like that. So again, obviously establishing that when push came to shove, she was willing to utilize violence to help protect those that the hidden path was trying to protect and assist, right? Again, really awesome, really cool. Cal Kessis is, is recognizing, he's discovering that his friends, they weren't done fighting. They, they just wanted to fight in a different way. And now we get to Seer. And uh, so superficially, I'm saving her for last because I think uh, superficially, well, she was the Otis. She really lost one Padawan to the dark side. She needed to confront her Padawan in the last game. And she obviously had a lot of guilt, remorse, a lot of dark side emotions, right? Of course, Seer would be, uh, would be tired mentally, physically. Why would she want to continue pursuing this fight against the Empire. But lo and behold, she ended up doing something even bigger and grander than even Cal Kestis. What Cal was doing, I think, was quite important. He was essentially acting as a um, a rogue, regnade, terrorist element against an oppressive government. So in this instance, terrorism would be, quote-unquote, a positive factor. One needs to keep in mind context. It's important, right? The Empire is not the Republic. Um, so that's why Cal Kestis is terrorizing not the people, no, the civilians, but rather terrorizing those in power, those in control, right? So that, I want to make sure that that's understandable, that's clear. Um, but what she did was create a whole new organization where she was helping those who were, uh, again, prosecuted by the Empire. While Kessler was going directly to the Empire on the Mantis with the smart crew, Seer was creating a bigger organization that was reaching out to more people. Again, what Cal Kessis was, was doing, I'm not saying was a waste of time, but what Seer was doing, I would argue between the two, what Seer established was would be much more beneficial to help the community, to help the galactic uh, well, empire, the, more specifically the galactic community of the empire. And so what was the point of leaving the Mantis with Cal then, right? Uh, one might just want to say, well, because it's a video game. You need the Mantis to travel. I would argue that it's symbolic to represent the, uh, the the mission of each individual character, um, even though the ship belonged to Seer and Grease, the reason why Grease allowed Cal to continue using it because he recognized for uh, for Cal's mission to go against the Empire, well, a small ship that could go in and out quickly, guerrilla tactics, that's going to be useful. A small ship where one is able to gather other individuals who are like-minded, right? So Gap, the twins, Bravo, Leader, and Bodhi, uh, Cal Kestis's new group, um, they need some place to sleep or they go to uh, each new mission, right? Again, the Mantis was perfect for that. 
Will the mattress be good for uh, Grease and his saloon? No, it's too mobile. Will the mattress be helpful for Seer? Probably at the beginning to help transport people. But I would argue as our organization got bigger, the mattress would be too small and also probably a little bit too uh, obvious going back and forth in Jeddah, right? Uh, it would not be useful in that situation. Will the mantis help Marin? I would argue it would have been useful for her to utilize the mantis to discover herself. But again, the tool would have been a little bit of a waste on Marin's character. Why? Because her goal was much more uh, self, uh, uh, was much more about the self, individualized, discovering who she was as an individual. While as a Cal Kestis, he was going out and attacking the Empire. Again, so the mantis was left with Cal because it just made the most sense. And I really do appreciate that about the story. I think that's really cool. So my misconception about these characters, Cal had the same misconceptions. They, they were tired of fighting, so they left the Mantis. As it turns out, they, were, they, were, they weren't done fighting. They were just fighting their own way. And I think the villains really hope to reflect this. Reflect what? The importance of keeping in mind your own goal, your own perspective in relation with other people, the community's goals and perspective. So my cat's on my notes, so <laughs> let me move her a little bit. So right off the bat with the senator, uh, Senator Dahosun, D-A-H-O-S-E-J-O-N. It's expressed that he's a he, he's from Yudapau, Yudapinian, I probably didn't pronounce that correctly. He's from Yudapau, um, and he says supposedly that he gave in to the Empire's demands for the people of Yudapau. But then Bodhi says that he's been on Yudapau and they use his name as if it's a curse word. That's a small minor example of someone who was very focused on how they believe would help the people. Obviously, he was probably being selfish. But let's pretend that he truly did believe that by, by giving it to the Empire that would be beneficial to the people. That was a short-sighted uh, response. And long go long term it did not pan out the way that the senator wanted it to right and in any ways he ended up being corrupted himself too again the goal that he had even if it was noble at the beginning the way that he pursued it corrupted him the next villain i want to do my best to go oh i should have began with the ninth sister so although the ninth sister she was i only struggled a little bit because she was only present in the prologue prologue I think she's also representative of this idea, this foil to Cal's character. She was really focused on what? Well, capturing Cal Kestis. This makes sense. She is an Inquisitor. But we could argue that uh, maybe she made the choice to continue doing this mission. Maybe she could have taken, an uh, taken upon another mission to go against another rogue Jedi or another whatever they use Inquisitors for, right? We don't really know. Um, but again, her her narrow, or not her narrow-mindedness, minded, I'm sorry, her, her focus her, her desire to be so focused on one goal, well, it, is, it ends up having her to be uh, to be um, bested by Cal Kestis, right? And again, when he defeats her, I would argue he does so in such a way that he recognizes um, that she's so single-minded because of the Empire. He tells her, I'm going, it's time to free you or something of like that nature, right? Along those lines. The next villain, uh, Dagan Gera, excuse me. Yeah, Dagan Gera. So he's revealed to be from the High Republic an individual who created another Jedi temple to help those people on the fringes of the High Republic, on the outskirts, on the Outer Rim, great go, right? But unfortunately, um, the Republic didn't want to protect his uh, on Talonor, the new Jedi temple, the new whatever temple may have been on Talonor. They made the choice to abandon it. And Dagan Gera, because he was so focused on his own goals, he just didn't agree with that. And so because of this consequence, when Cal Kestis revives... Uh, Gera, Dagon Gera, he turns to the dark side, 
Why? Well, because he was refused. He wasn't allowed to pursue his own goal. He wasn't allowed to um, maintain the new order that he wanted to build at Talanor. A new order that makes it seem like a new institution. Excuse me, a new temple at Talanor. And then to a smart connection to this, we have Ravis, who really cool, same species. Everyone has seen Clone Wars, the animated series. Obi-Wan Kenobi has fought, I believe his name was Dirge. I don't know the species' name. A really cool connection to uh, other Star Wars property, which I'll touch upon shortly. Um, but when it comes to Ravis, I would argue that because of his skills, he was forced to utilize his agency for another individual, in this instance for Dagan Garrow. So instead of using his agency for to achieve his own uh, his own um or his own goals ravis he was forced to use his agency for other people and thus because of this that's why he wasn't a happy individual so a bit of a tangent from cal kestis because i would argue well if cal was ever caught by the inquisition he'll be forced to utilize his agency for other individuals right so maybe not completely tangential and then uh the last major villain being revealed to be bodhi who did come as a surprise. I really did appreciate his character. Uh, why did he become a villain? Well, because he wanted a safe spot, a safe place for his daughter, his family. And he becomes upset when, when Cal wants to continue Seer's mission of helping those who are being oppressed and prosecuted by the Empire. Bodhi, I would argue, although superficially may look like he's being selfish, again, we need to see his perspective. He lost his loved ones. He's also being hunted. He's being forced to use his agency in the same way that Ravis is. He's not in a happy place. He, But despite this, he's still trying to do the best that he can for the people that he loves. In this case, Kada, his daughter. Um, he was too focused on providing a specific kind of safe, a safe place for Kada that he ended up... Um, well, he ended up becoming the villain and ended up going against Cal Kestis because what Cal wanted was different from what uh, Bodhi wanted. So again, I, I really believe that all these villains were serving as foils to um, uh, to Cal Kestis' character. And I really do appreciate that. I think it's been highlighted that this Star Wars story for this video game is very isolated. It's very... Mm, really can't connect to the bigger aspects of Star Wars. And I think logically this makes sense because, well... If, um, for example, if Dagan Girl was to succeed and create a new order to go against the Empire, well, how come we never heard about this order before in the movies or in any other mediums, right? So Star Wars, the uh, Jedi Survivor is kind of trapped in the universe that it's set in because it's, it's limited in uh, what stories it can tell. But I think that actually ends up benefiting the game because it's forcing the Star Wars video game to tell a very individual, a very isolated story. A story about Cal Kestis as an individual. So this game, it's called Jedi Survivor. At first I was confused as to why it was called that. Because I thought that Cal had his character arc in the first game. Um, he had survivorship, um, he had survivor guilt, and he had to get over that, that, that mindset that he didn't deserve to survive. And I thought that he did get over it. So why was this called Jedi Survivor? I think that this game, no, not, not that I do think, I believe that in this game, although the first game establishes that Cal Kessis now recognizes that he's a survivor and he doesn't need to feel guilty about that, in this game, he needs to learn with, he needs to learn to uh, coping with being the survivor of a uh, of the Jedi Purge and someone who needs to carry on the hoof. Uh, so since he was a survivor of the Great Jedi Purge, Cal Kessis feels like he has a burden to help carry the torch of all the Jedi that were unjustly. I will execute it because of Order 66. And so because of this, he recognizes he shouldn't feel guilty to, to have survived. 
but now he needs to uh, recognize what's the best way to cope with being a survivor, to continue being on the offensive or to develop different perspectives beyond that. And I think that's really cool. I'm really looking forward to the third game. There is going to be one, and I'm not going to be surprised if it's going to be really focused on Cal Kestis and the relationships that he's forming within, uh, uh, within his crew. So I'm just looking down because I want to make sure that's everything I want to discuss. Excuse me, everyone. I actually did write notes for this. Another cool aspect about this game that I really appreciate are just the minor components. So this goes back to George's character. Um, the Z95 Headhunters, <laughs> that was really cool to see those ships. I recognize those ships because I did read the Jedi New Jedi Order series. I'm sure those ships were also used. I think it was used in Rebels. Um, but I more recognize it from, from the, the expanded universe. It was just really cool to see that. Um, George's character, I think, again, the fact that this game is forced to keep in mind that it has to tell very minor stories in relation to really great characters, this allows it to really much, this allows it to really feel like a story set in the Star Wars universe. And honestly, Fallen Order, yeah, Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor, Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi, uh, Jedi uh, Survivor, um, I think they're both great additions as stories to the Star Wars universe. And dare I say, besides for Andor, um, it might be the best that Disney Star Wars has produced um, since they've been acquired. Or they being Lucasfilm, being acquired, or the Star Wars property being acquired by Disney. If you have played Jedi Survivor, please do let me know your opinions about the game. Um, I think the story was fun, great. I think it. I think if one is looking for a story that has more connections to the Star Wars universe, they might be disappointed about that. But the fact that this story is personal, I think really helps to elevate it and helps to give it the set pieces that it has because one feels for the character. They actually care about what happens to Cal Kestis, Marin, Seer, Grease, BD-1, awesome little astromech droid, the Mantis, and even the new characters that one meets. Uh, thanks so much for listening. I do appreciate it. I'll for sure be doing a review for Jedi Survivor when I do get the game and I play it for myself. Um, have a great day. May the Force be with you if you if you are a Star Wars fan. If not, then just have a good day and take care. <laughs> thanks for listening. Bye, everyone.